Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're back. We are back once again. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time for a little Mocha 2.0 in your ears, on your screens. I am back. SP3 back with Sat E. What's going on, Sat? Yo, ladies and gentlemen, Sat E. The E stands for epic. This is going to be epic because every Wednesday is epic. And we're here to give you some BBC. You know you want it. Some beautiful black content. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that BBC in your ears, on your screens. How you doing, Seth? We had a wonderful first time meeting in person yesterday. It was wonderful. He's he's lying. So what happened was there's a bunch of Marines, all nine of them came for us because as you know, SP3 thought he was some kind of cool, you know, guy that knows a lot about wrestling. And some other guy said, I know a lot about wrestling, because when I was in the Navy, we watched wrestling, we did some tussling ourselves. So yeah, you know, we got into a little scuffle there, you know, SP3 whooped their ass. You know, Shawn Michaels can whoop anyone's ass. I thought I was a sexy boy, but I was just a boy toy, and they threw me around. Um, it, I think, thankfully, I like it rough when they throw me around. So. Ow! Someone's getting to that NXT mood. Yeah, it was great finding meeting my brother. I gave him, I gave him a big hug. He went to me, man, you're huge. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm what you call above average. I'm, I'm like a Max Caster kind of thing. Like, I'll take you by surprise because Max Caster is so. I'm, I'm doing a quick sidetrack. Samoa Joe and Max Caster had a match. Samoa Joe allegedly on Wikipedia is six foot two, but Max Caster is taller than Samoa Joe and he's six foot one. Hmm, me thinks, me thinks, mm, yeah. But yeah, it was great seeing you. Uh, first time meeting the Wrestle Talk guys. I know I live in the UK, but I never met them. That's because I was waiting for them to magically, like telekinesis, say, hmm, I want to see Sat today. But I piggy banked off SP Free's <laughs> arrival. <laughs> You know, that's what is what happened. It's like, yeah, they were lazy as well. It's like, yeah, we can't meet them individuals, meet them all at once, so we not feel guilty about it. So that's what happened. So yeah, it was it's great. We had we had burgers, chicken burger, and had some chips, and you pay me back by PayPal. First Absolutely. Time that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, 
it was a good time. We got to we got to meet up, got to talk it out, chop it up, got to go to the Wrestle Talk office, got to take some pictures. Like I gotta still post those on, on Instagram myself on my page, like all cool in the hood. But be honest, Man, I need to let us I need to let us the wrong direction. So you're you're being kind. You've even mentioned the part where Sat was meant to know where we were going for for food. Did he doubt it? Yeah, Sat, Sat literally was like, was like, uh, we can keep going up this road, but I don't know what's at the end of this road, so let's turn back. Like Babyface wrote for a certain group, although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. I forgot the rest of the words. But it's it emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in love, love with you. you you in love with, with me. me. But let's, uh, before we we turn people off with our singing, let's get into NXT 2.0. Let's get to it. We are here to talk about NXT 2.0, NXT Spring Breaking Special. And yes, I am still in the UK, so it is 7 p.m. UK time. 702. 7.01, 7.02. I guess I'm a minute behind. But yes. No, no, no. I'm a minute ahead. I have to be. Head of the curve. Head of the curve. But yes, we are here to talk about spring breaking NXT 2.0. But we are also here to talk about the face of the NXT 2.0 women's division. The viral superstar herself, Nikita Lyons, a.k.a. the American Cream Busty Rose, a.k.a. Yam Yam Bigelow, a.k.a. Squirt Henning, a.k.a. Squirt Ultimo, <laughs> Ultimo Wagon, a.k.a. Yes, we are in here to talk about Nikita Lyons because the news this week, Sat, is someone that you're a big fan of, Uncle Dave Meltzer, on the Sunday night's main event podcast, talked about how... They WWE upper management is looking at Nikita Lyons as like their next face of the women's division. And like they have been surprised by how viral she has become. She's become a social media icon. Her debut went viral with everybody sharing it. Everybody like, look at this woman in all of her beauty, all of her booty, all of the greatness that she provides. And of course, she has been getting the big push on NXT 2.0. So we're here to talk about it. So do you think that uh, Dave Meltzer is is on the money here because you know we always break a little start with Uncle Dave Meltzer because we all know how many he's putting back time to time. But what do you think? Do you think that he's on the money here and that the management sees what Nikita Lyons is pushing forth and enjoying what she's been uh, providing us every Tuesday on NXT 2.0? If I can be serious for a moment, Uncle Dave, as much as we rag on him sometimes, I love Uncle Dave. I respect him with Uncle Dave. Probably won't be here. We're like gremlins, the, the B word child of the Meltzer. B word, mod mother, I'm learning. The answer is yes, he's right. So, just to do a little history, a little context for the folks, 
back in the 90s, back in the era when Pamela Anderson was running around in the beach in a bikini in Baywatch, Vince McMahon wanted to push his own blonde bombshell. He had Sonny. Sonny had charisma, but she also had issues. She had them, the demons, as they call it. He had Marlena. She's all right, but, you know, Golda, she's married, whatever. Then Sable came along. Sable was this big sex symbol, his sex icon for the WWE Playboy, etc. we know already. So you had, you had Sable. Then the next one to be the next sex symbol was Trish Stratus. But unlike Sable, she was more like the Canadian girl next door with huge gazongas, okay? <laughs> you like that. I'll be watching some American movies. You guys love... <laughs> adjectives verbs words for the boobies so yes you had trish stratus and after trish stratus left wwe tried really hard with candice michelle she didn't take wwe wanted emelina you mean emma great wrestler but they wanted to be a sex symbol that didn't work then there was this russian lady with an american accent sometimes called lana she was the next bit to be the next big sex symbol but the only issue was lana's skill in the ring wasn't at the level they needed it to be they wanted to make a champion but she wasn't that great unfortunately then mandy rose by the same time at the time mandy rose didn't have the larger than life personality. Well, I'm not saying say about the larger than life personality, just like the attitude era, everything everyone was over, even um Val Venus was over, like everyone was over True. in the attitude era. So, yeah, so Mandy Rose didn't have the larger than life personality to pull off her looks. So, what makes Nikita Lyons not a frog but the actual princess is the fact that she is like the so where where did the others fail? Basically, it's not about the boobies anymore. It's about the booty, if you know what I mean. So Nikita Lyons is like the Kim Kardashian generation where the booty has overtaken the 90s boobies. Because in the 90s, you like plastic boobies. In the 21st century, we like booty, including surgically enhanced booty for some. So Nikita Lyons... <laughs> oh, this made me drop my bike. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Eva Marie, thank you to, yeah, Andrew Ferguson, I'm shouting you out. Eva Marie was another bid for the sex symbol. She, again, yeah. like Mandy Rose or like Lana, she didn't improve hard enough. And she basically had even less charisma than Ronda Rousey. Just, yeah, yeah. it's pretty close, but yeah. I would say, yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Ronda. Don't look at this and want to kill me for an interview one day. Uh, yes. Um, so Nikita Lyons, she's at the Zoomers. Really? No, I'm uh, saying I'm telling Rhonda you said it, not me. No, because you um, can, because you got you, you got family there. So for the for the Zuma generation, for the millennial generation, Nikita Lyons matches what the beauty standard is. It's about beauty standards, and she ticks all the yeah. box. She's got the boobies, she got the booty, she's got the face, not the singing voice, but in the ring, she fights like Meng. She's a modern day Haku. So that's against that's 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 the history lesson done. That was me being serious. Thank you, guys. No, I love it. I love it. The ser- serious set that we we debuted uh, last week. He's serious well. black. <laughs> Great Harry Potter character. Serious black. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he's on the money here. I think uh, Nikita Lyons. She's got talent. She's got the it factor. She's got charisma to her. And like I said, she's just there's something about her that just attracts people. She has that aura. It like like Wade Barrett always says every week. She is the thirst trap of NXT 2.0, and everybody's gonna. She gets the clicks. She gets. She should have the gimmick that Grayson Waller pretends to have. 
because she has the followers. I think she has more followers than Grayson Waller already on uh, social media. And she actually is the viral superstar of the brand. So Here's it a- makes a whole world of sense to me. Here's her problem. She's miscast as a baby face. Yeah, she gets a reaction, but I feel like it's weird. She's one of those characters. I feel like she needs to be a heel to maximize her career to whatever charisma she does have. I feel like she can maximize it more as a thick mean girl than like they're making a because as a baby face, I don't know. We wrestling fans need a reason to like you. And I guess at the moment, because it's CWC, they're easily entertained. You showed them a left toe in it and you're over. Uh, I guess her being thick is is a thing, but she's advanced in the ring. She's better than um, Raquel Rodriguez. She did a standing blockbuster. When we get to it, I'm going to break it down. She had a standout performance. She, for me, was the MVP of the tag team match from yesterday's um, spring breaking. But yeah. Let's get to it. Since we're already talking about Nikita Lyons, she was in action on spring breaking, uh, teaming up with Cora Jade, uh, one of the other like up-and-coming faces of the NXT 2.0 women's division. And they faced the mainstay, Natalya and Lash Legend, uh, Nikita and Lash, I, I put immediately, the, the first part of this match that kind of stood out for me is the two, as we called it, the two female horses, uh, Nikita and Lash slugging it out with each other. They fought to the outside, a big hard bump on the floor uh, before the commercial break. After commercial, Lash and Natalia isolated Cora. Nikita gets the hot tag. She comes in with her offense, the kicks, the strikes. It's on the money. It gets better and better every week. You can see it improving. Her strikes are much better than Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt on, on Dynamite uh, from, from last week and, until uh, Legend gets the tag. So they start trading roll-ups like Sunset Flip by Nikita Lyons and then Lash reverses it into a two count and then uh, Nikita turns it back. But Nat- Natty comes in and tries to break up the pin, but instead she kicks Legend right in the face. Lions gets rid of Natty and hits a German suplex on Lash Legend. And then Nikita hits her split leg leg drop into the top rope senton by Cora Jade for the win. I said that this match was solid, but I agree with you. Nikita Lions was the standout. She is my pick to win the women's breakout tournament. She just it. I think that this is the money matchup. Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rose. Like you, you already gave us the outline, the lineage of the hot girl, the hot girl that WWE tries to put all the spotlight on. And I feel like this is the hot girl summer. This is the big summer matchup for NXT 2.0. Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rhodes. What did you think about the tag match? Mayo Painesville, Dan, you should record this moment what I'm about to say right now. So since I compare. Nikita Lyons to Haku Meng with her strikes. She should go full pelt. Rename the Tongan Death Grip to the Fongan Death Grip. Oh, but Cora J did do a cool uh, springboard hurricane in the match. I give her that. But I feel like Nikita has usurped her. Is that the Bret Hart Lex Luger Rumble 1984 moment when you realize who's more over, who's got even more exciting movesets? Even though Corey Jade, you know, she had an indie run. She's known as a princess of death matches or whatever, but she hasn't really. Well, she was. Well, she did death matches as a, a, I, Elena I, maybe Black. She, 
Elena I think Black. Maybe she yeah. did one or two, but she ain't no princess of death matches. She ain't Sawyer. She ain't Sawyer out here. Sawyer. Sawyer. She had a great death match with Slade. She ain't no Moose Knuckles. There you go. Um, but no, nah, Core Jade. Core Jade has some talent, but there's just something missing there. And I think it's the fact that she's not. She's still getting used to this whole Avril Lavigne character that they have her playing and i don't think that it connects very well with her like we've we've established before she doesn't really know how to ride the skateboard she, she almost fell like my niece did, didn't she almost fell off the skateboard on this show like she didn't know where the skateboard went when she jumped off of it <laughs> she skateboards like this guys like a little penguin bless her she is like a dynamic dude 2.0 that's like a deep cut for people to grow up in the 90s or 80s you know what i mean for you zoomers Go on Wikipedia. <laughs> so yeah, the match was yeah, match was fine. It, it's what it needed to be. It, it didn't hit, hit all the beats. It wasn't like match of the year candidate. I felt like it it, it ticked the box. It's like get the the rookies some rep. Last Legend was in the ring. She did some knees in the face. She's doing more hot stuff. Her style. She's more of like the plodding Raquel Rodriguez type in the ring, and she does that thing where she slaps herself with a makeup or air slaps herself and does the elbow drop. But Mikisa Lyons for me. Like, I can't praise her enough. I praise her so much that you can call me a WWE bot. I am a WWE bot. I am saying great things about NXT right now. Nikita is incredible. And I don't mind her getting the NXT Women's Championship. Heck, put her in the main roster. Because she's even more ready than Raquel Rodriguez, who had how many years there? And still wrestles a, a bit of a man match. I, I think Raquel Rodriguez has improved greatly. Her power bombs, yeah, she improved her power bomb, yeah. She's she's improved overall, just yeah, timing, yeah. her footwork wise. <clears throat> I like I like Raquel Rodriguez. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, she, I'm not gonna bash her like Sad is. Yeah, you know, because you know, Sid's fine with her controlling her narrative. No, no, I'm not. I'm not fine with that. I'm talking about her in ring work, ladies and gentlemen. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's start from the beginning of the show for NXT 2.0. Spring yes, boy. Breaking. Yes, Because yes. our boys, the best-looking NXT Tag Team Champions of all time. Us? That they, us? They, <laughs> it should be the, us, right? We are, we, are, we are the mocha pretty deadly. We're, we are... Yes, bro. Yes, yes bro. bro. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. In the UK, yes, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes bro. bro. Yes, bruv. Um, yes, we get a sizzling hot open with Pretty Deadly covering everything that we're going to see on the show. They would appear later on in the night, but that segued very nicely into our opener of the show. And in my opinion, the peak of this entire show was the opener as we had Cameron Grimes defending the NXT North American Championship against the former champion, the A champion, Carmelo Hayes, as well as Sola Sokoa or Sequoia, as I've been saying over the last couple of weeks, Mello comes That's your out. gimmick. Stick to your gimmick. His name is Sequoia. You're meant to make people think you can't pronounce his name. I know. You're meant to, you're meant to annoy know. people that actually fall for that. <laughs> I know. Uh, Mello comes out with the What a Championship Needs shirt. I thought that was a nice little touch. That's been his catchphrase ever since he's lost the title. And the CWC, once again, booing Cameron Grimes during the introductions. Do you think the honeymoon is over with Cameron Grimes and this is officially going to be his reaction from here on out? Or do you think that he did something wrong to Izzy's parents? Uh, I think everyone go. that's not my Cameron Grimes. He looks too clean. I want my dirty swamp man back. I want, where's the top hat? The top is the curse. He left the top hat behind. He's not as hairy as he used to be. He's friendlier. I miss when he was a killer. Do you remember he used to win matches on like under five seconds? That was his gimmick. Do you remember that, guys? That was a thing. He used to win remember, when he was a killer. Remember the whole feud he had with Kushida was over his hat. Yeah. Was over, was over Kushida taking his hat. And now he, he doesn't even wear the hat. He was multifaceted. Not, you know what it is? I think... I'm giving CWC too much credit. You know when you smell phoniness? Your show, Michael's 96. <sighs> that babyface run is disingenuous. That's what it is. It's not, it's not, it, this is Cameron Grant being told how to be. And this is him taking a mission statement and trying to 
do as best as he can. He's he can be a baby face. I mean, that feud with LA Knight, he proved to be a sympathetic jerk. I mean, he even stole money back from a from a from a guy that, a, a guy that was a a valet that was looking after his car. That 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 Cameron Grimes was more like like an Eddie Guerrero where you're face but you're cheeky, you still maintain that character lineage. What yeah. happened to Cameron Grimes? He got 90s WWF babyface, where everything that made you cool, people liked you in the beginning. No, we're going to strip you away. He did the whole thing, tribute to his dad, you know, fair enough, you know. But after that, it's like, who is this guy? Are you still rich? Yeah, we don't even hear about his money anymore. Like, it's very weird how they, we we talked about it in depth on the way to stand and deliver the crying promos, the, you know, the tribute to the dad. It's It was supposed in WWE's mind to make him a sympathetic babyface, but it's really stripped away his identifiable gimmick. So, it, yeah, I kind of understand where the CWC fans are coming from. But this match started with uh, both Grimes and Solo double teaming uh, Mello after he trapped talks both men leaving it to the two baby faces a nice hip toss by cameron grimes on mellow he turns it into a hurricane rala on solo which starts uh to give hayes control he hits the springboard uh leg drop going in reverse on grimes called the fadeaway love that name that should be the leg drop off the top ropes because i don't know his finisher the one that he hits the leg drop on the guy's head the one that's gonna make him retire at the age of 45 over a bad back that leg drop yeah, that one. That the one leg he, drop. The, that one that he won't be using when he gets to the main roster. More I than seen a leg drop from the yes. top rope. The one yes. Batista broke his leg. That one. <laughs> yes. He that, does the reverse Cena. He does the reverse Cena leg drop from the ropes, oh, right? Or just fit the whole gimmick. If that's if the the springboard lot leg drop in reverse is the fadeaway, then the one off the top rope should be like the game winner or something like that. Like make it all mellow camp miss, make it all basketball names for his finisher because they haven't even gave his finisher a name. But this match had a lot of like three-way offense, which really made it different from other triple threats that we've seen. What was very familiar to the other triple threat that we've seen with Cameron Grimes lately, how he qualified for the stand and deliver ladder match against Roger Strong and A-Kid. So we saw Solo hitting Grimes with a super kick into Hayes with a code red. Uh, we also ha- saw Sokoa uh, reversing a Grimes Huracan Rada into a powerbomb while Cameron hits a superplex on Mello. That's got this is awesome chance from the CWC crowd. We get a three-way strike exchange. Ends with Solo stacking Grimes in the tree of wool as well as uh, Hayes is sitting in the corner and he hits the running hip attack. Sokoa uh, Follows with an overhead German suplex on Grimes and then hits a power bomb on Hayes onto Cameron. We get Grimes hits a double Huracan Rada on both men, but then Hayes hits a Poison Rana on Cameron for a two count. Mello reverses the cave-in into a code breaker for a close near fall. These false finishes were great, and it got you even more invested into this match but the finish comes as uh Hayes goes for uh, his top rope leg drop but Sokoa catches him with a super kick he follows with the Uso splash on Grimes for a near fall as Hayes breaks it up and then Solo reverses Hayes's code red into a Samoan drop but before he can finish the Samoan drop Grimes comes off the second rope with the cave in and pins Solo for the win I thought that this was a great opener it subverted the whole triple threat formula of two in one out as there was a lot Lot of three-way offense that just kept you into the action, non-stop action in this one, and a great way to kick off this show. But like I said, this was kind of the peak as far as in-ring action for this show. But what did you think, Sat? 
I feel like the match pace never uh, never slowed down, which made it incredible. Yeah. It was go, 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 go. And at one point, Melo did a head scissors into a face buster. You know, like you do a head scissors, you're trying to do it, turn into an armbar. But so did an armbar. He did like a face buster. That was a cool, like Melo was the MVP in that match because he does a lot of springboard clotheslines and leg drops. And he added those head scissors. He was, he was out there showing people, hey, you better call me up in the main roster come draft in the summer or wherever it is they decide to do it whenever Stephanie decides to announce it or whatever but uh, yeah uh, Solo Sokoa was the most over he was the baby face of the match amongst the yeah. CWC and then so Sokoa is not, you know what all three men should go to the main roster I can't say one because Cameron Graham's overdue that stink that boo is when you leave that food in the microwave for too long or that bread that goes stale and it turns all gangrene that is Cameron Graham's Stick him to the main roster. Give him his original character because we all know that NXT is not kayfabe. NXT can be wherever they want it to be. Yeah, and I, I said before, like the Cameron Grimes uh, original character, you know, the the Million Dollar Man 2.0 was basically like the type of character that Vince McMahon would love. Like Vince would see him and he would be like, oh, I got my next Riddle. If you notice, Riddle has done really well on the main roster compared to someone who had serious gimmicks like Killer Cross, who's no longer here. Keith Lee, who's no longer here. You know, Ciampa, I'm praying for him to join Judgment Day because that's his only way he's gonna he's gonna survive being on the main roster for long rumors because- Finn Balor Oh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor is another one where no, this this well. this late this latest one his latest run for for him on the main roster is worse almost- yeah, no, almost, makes the, almost makes the first one make him seem like Shawn Michaels in 1996. Like, he's a world beater then. Do you know why? Do you know why it's worse? Because at least the first one is people's go-to. He's the first universal champion. Yep. Remember we had a discussion. No matter how crap his career is, he's always going to be the first universal champion. You see what I mean? He's, he's Hall of Fame already. He's peaked. Only his first month. All of this is plus... Sad, sad but true. But yeah, I, I just think that Cameron Grimes, they, if anything, they need to revert course and go back to that gimmick. But yeah, that, that doesn't the fit he, in with the, what they the want to do. Heath Slater, Jamie Noble kind of hybrid that he was. You know, yeah. his trailer park trash like Jamie Noble, and he spoke like he was Heath Slater. <laughs> no, he was more like Million Dollar Man meets Jamie Noble. Like Jamie Noble got rich when he was the trailer park gimmick, but he never went full Million Dollar Man. Like I'm gonna pay people to dribble a ball and stuff like that. That was Cameron Grimes as a heel, and they adapted it well when he became a babyface and he feuded with L.A. Knight. And then ever since they, you know, the 2.0 rebrand, they wanted to make him a sympathetic baby. They didn't face. know what to do with him because as you mentioned mentioned uh book of the year sean michaels because i don't want him to block me on twitter because i love the guy i do i love you sean sean michaels booker of the year he knows the only know he knows how to book one thing one guy's the cool guy the other one's a nerdy guy because when we get to wendy chu and roxanne you're gonna notice when i get back into that one's the cool one the other one's nerdy i have to get ready for the breakout tournament speaking of which uh we we got our first segue yeah segue nice segue you you're getting there you're getting it he's getting on the, the young lion is learning wrestle talk put me in the main show i'm ready 
We are the young lions of Russell Talk. We're like, no, you know, you he, he you do meetings. This no. guy, he's part of meetings. Yes, I, 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 I haven't been invited to the meetings yet. I'm still a young lion. We're like, well, I'm, I'm Robinson from uh, 2015 when they were young lions. Um, but yeah, I do have myself a Tony Storm. Yeah, it's true. There you go. Uh, we see Mandy Rose going to the tanning salon. Uh, she she's very nice to the people at the salon. I was like, this is unlike her. Uh, but where, but the trick here is Wendy Chu is in the tanning salon wearing her onesie, her shark onesie. She sneaks in and turns up the tanning machine, and the champ is in it. So she burns to a crisp when she comes out. Uh, Mandy meets up with. Uh, Gigi and JC at the salon who let her know she looks like a damn orange and ban- and they bail on her for Rose to, to look in the mirror and scream her anger. This was some really bad acting by everyone except for Wendy Chu. I'm so confused. Is this meant to be a PG scene of Final Destination 3? Same thing happened. Tanning bed, girl gets locked in. She gets burned to a crisp, like literal crisp. Like she's dust by the end of it. So I assume, oh, Mandy Rose is going to get killed off NXT and go back to the main roster. But no, she came back looking, you know, like Taz. (laughs) Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Um... (laughs) Speaking of uh, Orange, we had Nathan Frazier bring up how Orange uh, Mandy Rose looked as he's interviewed by Mackenzie, but he's very excited and nervous about his NXT 2.0 debut against Grayson Waller, which is next. We hear Grayson Waller's uh, music, and we see him uh, greet my boy, the challenge godfather, Mark Long, because I can't wait for MTV The Challenge um get paramount plus oh you know you don't have it in the uk my bad um but yes paramount plus mtv the challenge all stars three that debuts next week they didn't even plug that they should have plugged that since he was in the front row but they didn't they think everybody's from the uk who doesn't have paramount plus i guess but uh we before we the have match- paramount but i don't watch the show i don't know who, like you don't have paramount know plus you have grayson paramount waller plus was hugging you? his dad grayson waller came out hugging his dad that's what i wrote down on my, on my notes grayson waller came out and he was super excited about this old guy he was next to you stop pointing to him he started telling him come to the backstage area that's my ring rat no, if you if you remember, that was Mark Long who also celebrated with the Miz after he gave the Skull Crushing finale. To, there you go, uh, Miz as well. This is my ring backstage. No, he's a ring challenge rat. alumni as well. The Miz, Grayson Waller is going to be on the challenge. I'm calling it now. Uh, but before we get to the matchup, we get we go to the Diamond Mine Gym where they're training. Roger Strong starts talking down to the Creed brothers and tells them, as well as Ivy, now whatever he say goes around here, so because. He is now the official leader. And yes, there was no mention of uh, Malcolm Bivens here at all, except for them saying that now there's no question that Roger Strong is the leader. They they said that, but they didn't point out who's missing. That um, was BS. They could have you like they could have just said. Like legit, Roderick, to prove how much of a leader he is, he'd be like, I got rid of that guy. Just, like what happened? What happened to the days when someone would get released or let go, and they would at least say something on commentary, like, "Oh, Roderick fired uh, Malcolm Bivens, so that's why he's not here anymore." They just act like the person didn't exist. But that wasn't as bad as our next segment before we got to the Grayson Waller Nathan Frazier match. As we go backstage, and Indy Hartwell that wasn't is looking, bad. 
is looking at her 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 hand that doesn't even have a, a ring anymore. Uh she then she then uh gets greeted by Duke Hudson. They look Please at each back. other. They look at each other for a minute and Duke goes in for a kiss and Indy says, "Oh hell no." And Duke replies, "You wish." And they separate. That was beautiful. Indy Hartwell sold it well. I felt in my heart and my soul. Shawn Michaels, book of the year. He did great in that scene. Indy Hartwell should be in the main roster because that performance was great. Although someone suggested something even better. They should have said that Indy, they should say the Persia Perota and Dexter Loomis ran away together. Leave a note behind. We're leaving, you guys. We're going to Australia. That's that why they're not mentioning them. I'm, I this is this is the thing that gets me. Like at least mention stuff. It's see, at least explain it to me why these people are missing. Like there's some people that might not be on social media that might not follow Sean Rossap and might not know about all these releases. So in kayfabe, it's just like you have these people that don't know about these releases that are watching this show and are just like, well, what happened to Dexter Loomis and uh, Persia Parada? SP, one one second, because we watch rom-coms, right? You know, a lot of rom-coms means, you know, they start off by hating each other. Uh, is this a seed for Duke and Indy? Because if there is, they jump the shark because I cannot take it. Indy's heart belongs to that serial killer. Or put in the main roster, put our truth our truth for Indy Hartwell. I'm going to do the our truth agenda where you just put people, her husband's not there, she can inherit that storyline. You know, Indy Hartwell could do what Carmela did. Carmela has been as great as she was with our truth Put Indy Hartwell with our truth Mwah, Phenomenal. Great. Or, or they can, they can seg- segue her in nicely and say that she's a marriage counselor because she has experience. She has experiences in marriages, oh, and she can come in and be the marriage consultant for Reggie and Dana and Tamina and Tazawa. I respect you like D'Angelo respects Santos. There we go. We'll get to that. See, you, you did the segue too early. But next up, we had our second match of the evening as it was Grayson Waller going one-on-one with Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier's official debut on NXT 2.0. Fast-paced offense from Nathan Frazier early on. Waller gets the advantage by making Nathan chase him onto the entranceway where he tries to sit in one of the beach chairs. And I did also notice, my wife uh, pointed this out for me, all the all the fans got the memo to dress in uh, beach attire or did they like give out flowered shirts to everybody i don't know well she should know because she's in the know well i'm just saying she ain't in the know for nxt she literally really? was like she she literally was like did they do they always have the wwe logo at the bottom right i'm like yeah they do like, so you just confirmed that nxt 2.0 don't do bonuses hmm. juice robinson indeed all I, all I will say is that she did tell me one person that we've mentioned on this show did not pass their wellness test last year. That's all I'll say. Uh, Frazier uh, picks up the speed again, but Grayson catches him and hangs him up on the top rope before the commercial break. During the break, Waller hits his Hardaway elbow drop off the second rope for a two count. Back from break, Grayson hits a sidekick and follows with a fireman's carry spine buster for a two count. Waller sets up for the stomp, shades of Frazier's uh, mentor Seth Rollins but Frazier moves and uh, makes his comeback including that insane suicide dive that we saw last week again. Uh, Nathan also reverses reverses the rolling stunner into a super kick for a two count. Waller hits a great move. This was the highlight of the match for me where he does like the John Cena old throwback move but does it into the unprettier. I thought that that Kill was switch. 
that was the best move. No, it's still the unprettier to me. I don't care. If what Christian does. calls it kill switch, I'm gonna call it kill switch. It's the unprettier when Waller. He never it. liked it. Listen, Michael Cole's agenda of pushing narratives with words that Christian said it. He never liked it. Kill switch engaged. When Christian does it, it's the kill switch. It's the kill switch. When everybody else does it, it's the unprettier. Um, Waller gets distracted by Chase U, who they blow the bullhorn, and then he falls off the top rope, neck first on the rope, before Frazier hits a nice uh, Phoenix splash for the win. Another move out of his uh, mentor's playbook, Seth Rollins. A good match that showed off both men's skills in a major way. But I do want to say I, I'm I'm not the biggest Grayson Waller fan. But he was the more impressive for me in this matchup. You know what? We do think alike. This is what we do show together. Nathan Frazier's pre-match interview was better than the recorded interviews he'd done when it looked like he's reading off a cardboard. The fact that it felt more natural, even the whole my nerves, I felt like, you know what? I can relate to it. At least it doesn't sound like I'm Nathan Frazier. I can't wait to come to, to America and, you know, flippy flip flip. But yeah, uh, the match was okay. It's kind of weird because, yeah, Grayson Waller, you know, he's got some moves. And Nathan Frazier is like the second coming of, you know, whoever you guys love, you know, Seth Rollins. But <sighs> the match was okay. It, it just, it wasn't all that. It, it was like, and also what is it with NXT UK guys having cheesy pop, cheesy pop angsty music first it was a kid now nathan fraser i'm sorry if we're gonna continue cutting off entrance songs nathan fraser's song needs to be cut off because it's so crappy and also wade barrett is wrong butch and gunter have never been to nxt uk what kind of bs is that that's that's that you look look at the record books they ain't never been there but yeah no was- if you check wwe.com they actually say that butch is a former nxt uk champion someone senile vkm Anyway, Grayson Waller did a great fireman's carry to sit at Spine Buster. That was my favorite thing. And like you mentioned, the blockbuster kill switch. It, no, it's yeah. the throwback. Come on, man. This John, it's the John Cena move. When you do it You're to right. the front, You're it's right. the blockbuster. Oh, if you, you do know it what? The I back, deserve this. It's the, it's yes. The yes. Moving on about someone who likes horses. <laughs> vignette we get a vignette for the women's breakout tournament and we had fallon henley uh, to hype her inclusion in the tournament and she talks about her love of horses and her horse luna and how she loves to ride it and um that she wins the nxc <laughs> women's breakout tournament she will she will bring the tra- she will bring the win home to her horse luna Oh, she's a great date. That one, isn't it? She loves her horsey. What is she? Like Marissa's sister from the OC with her little horsey. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Whatever happened to Marissa's sister? Like, come on. Don't get me started on OC. The logic holes, man. Don't get me started on the logic holes okay. in OC. SP and I have a running joke because it's not even a joke. I'm not even lying. What's her name? So, um, Paxton, Fallon Henley and... Tate and Paxley, one after the other, one is all glammed up and the other one, like, um, listen, not to discriminate, because we of all people, we don't like saying, you know, everyone looks looks alike, but there's nothing that distinguishing difference. One likes powerlifting, the other one likes horses. This one likes horses very much. She talks a lot about her horses. Unless she brings her horses to the ring, unless she becomes a country singer, I don't care about your effing horses. Unless she's like gonna be like Hangman Adam Page and bring Hunter Horse Helmsley to the to the ring, 
I, I, yeah, I don't want to hear about the horses unless she's going to have an entrance with the horse. I don't want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> next we have one of my highlights of the show. Santos Escobar and Santos Santos Escobar (laughs) and Tony D'Angelo having their sit down meeting. AJ Galanti is there with him and he's Tony D. Tony D's consigliere. Santos isn't with it. He says that he, I thought this was just, you know, our families. And Tony explains that he's the consigliere man. Don't, don't wind up like Joseph Proctor from power. That's all I'm going to say. Don't don't wind wind up up like like Kenny King. Because oh. he's the consigliere for, you know, faction, the, you know, what you may call it, you know. Oh, the, like, La Faction, La Faction Ignable? Yeah, that was his, his consigliere of that group. I oh, I, I, was, I was not following those Ring of Honor storylines. I, I was. I was wrestling sometimes. <laughs> okay. Escobar, Escobar uh, says that he respects the way Tony carries himself, but as a businessman, no. He offers a partnership with Tony D following his lead, but Tony doesn't follow anyone as he's the Don of NXT, and Santos then tries to call a truce. Tony D's consigliere uh, suggests his peace for the two families, and they make a deal and a to a peace agreement and feels very much like the mob versus the cartel here. That's what I got. I got the vibes of. We got the cartel of Legado del Fantasma and we got the mob of Tony D and his family. And then at the end, uh, the the cartel of Legado del Fantasma, they come up with a plan as, uh, as Santos tells Cruz to get the car. So it's almost offensive how talented Santos Escobar is because he was phenomenal. I feel like I was watching a scene from like a budget version of Sopranos. He's that, you know how we hear rumors, Vince is looking for his next Mexican star. Where is my next Mexican star? Santos Escobar, who's like 37, because they're, you know, the age, you know, they're ages, guy's 37. They'd be like, well, Eddie Guerrero was 38 when he died. He's a bit old now. Like, look, now is the time. Put him in the main roster. He's incredible. Uh, Legado, the whole the whole entire outfit, they're great. Don't don't do a, a hit roll when you you know release Electro and then put Legado on the main roster. Yeah, Santos is incredible. Tony D played it well. AJ Galanti is great to see him. Those two Abercrombie and Fitch models did not fit the part. You talk about miscasting because you look at LDF, classy, elegant. Beautiful, like a cartel. And you're like, Tony D, did you just go to Abercrombie Fitch one day? And you're like, yeah, put on the suit there and come with me. Yeah. Put on the suit, combo. put on the hat. Yeah. I'll get you, you like a job. I'll get you a job. You just have yeah. to deliver this to the docks. Yeah. And, uh... Tony D'Angelo did a great, great job. But those two Abercrombie and Fitch models, those two Justin Bieber looking mofos, they just ruin it for me. I can't be afraid of them. They're two guys. SP saw me yesterday. I snapped those two like a twig. Put them underneath my arm and go, plop, plop, flex, flex, flex. Those two guys, I'm sorry, miscast. They should put Fabian Eichner and some other guy. We, you called it from the very beginning when Fabian Eichner split with Imperium. That I thought that that was a great idea, and that's what they should have done, but they... Uh, they decided to bring in two others from the Performance Center to fill in for Tony D. But this felt very much like Narcos meets Sopranos. So I enjoyed this. I enjoyed yeah. this a lot. Lalo Salamanca, reincarnated. Even though Lalo gives me Eddie Guerrero vibes. Uh, 
we had McKenzie interviewing uh, the Viking Raiders next, who say there is no doubt uh, that the Krees are world-class athletes, but they have never faced anyone like them. Pretty Deadly interrupts, yes, boy, yes, boy, yes, boy, and says they are facing damaged goods after what they did to the Creeds, and the Raiders aren't happy to be interrupted and threaten Pretty Deadly, who have to back down. They're like, calm down. We don't want, we don't want that smoke. And then, guys, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. It's about that time you all been waiting for. I know one. I, I've been seeing the tweets. I've been seeing the tweets. Once you see it on NXT, oh, no, people are no, know, no. you know what time it is. It is time for SP Casey. You ready, Sat? Are you no. ready? Are you no. ready? You no. were born ready. You love no. it. You no. love it, sir. No. I understand. That change can be intimidating, but don't be frightened by change. Change is necessary for the world to evolve and to become a better place. I am the change, the barrier breaker, the difference maker. Bars tonight. We are on the the (laughs) the precipice of a new beginning. You should fear what happens if I don't win the NXT championship. But don't be afraid because I will change the world. Thanks, Oki. (laughs) What did I miss? You missed the great, the great uh, poem by by Joe Gacy, man. You should never miss it. Don't put the sock, don't put the sock on what you need to hear. You need the to sock hear. Sock is a huge Joe. fan. Socky Nyang is a huge fan of them promos. I am not. Socky will be sitting down every time you do those promos because he loves them. He indoctrinated. He's part of uh, Gacy tribe. He's one of the hooded figures at the end. But you didn't hear the bars that he dropped? Yo, he dropped bars, yo. He was like, he's like, I am the change, the barrier breaker, the difference maker. I was like, oh, bars. bars. He dropped, yeah, he dropped them. He dropped the soap, yeah. He dropped the bars. He oh, dropped will them. you stop? Will you stop? Will you stop? Uh, <laughs> next one. <laughs> next was the women's tag match that we talked about at the top of the show. After that matchup, we get Tatum Paxley vignette to hype to hype her being in the breakout tournament, which starts next week. She talks about powerlifting and how she's gonna she's always competed against the best, and she's gonna do that in the breakout tournament. And then we get the next scene in what I what I've been what I like to call American Pie, uh, American 2.0. Uh, basically, it's the same type of comedy, uh, but one of not the American Pie, like one, two, American Wedding, the the straight, straight, to DVD. straight to DVD, American Pie. So we get earlier today, we see Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez stalking, stalking Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. We get the Baywatch uh, run to the water by Toxic Attraction because they're in bikinis and they're all sexy and we're NXT 2.0 and we're horny uh, while Roxanne and Wendy steal their sandals and their car keys. So they have to walk on the hot ground to their car as they're ow, ooh, ow, ow, ooh, ow, ooh, ow, ooh. I literally at the end of this was like, I feel like I'm watching a bad Disney Channel sitcom. Nah. So 
the positives of this segment. Trust me, guys, there's one positives of this segment. I'm going to be serious for a moment, guys. I am. I'm going to be serious for a moment. <clears throat> Even taking down the bass, putting in the bass in my voice. What you're looking at, guys, is future NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Roxanne Perez and Wendy Chu. Because obviously, Roxanne Perez can't be champion at the moment because she has to pay her dues. And also, Nikita Lyons may win the title, maybe, or Cora Jade. So, with Dakota Kai, yeah, I'm breaking kayfabe. With Dakota Kai gone, they need to subplan a new person. Roxanne Perez is now playing the part of Dakota Kai, but only saying. That's why I like. <laughs> She's this. playing Dakota Kai 1.0, the Dakota yeah. Kai team kick Dakota Kai. Team Kick the Kai wasn't much of a nerd, but uh, she's, she's like she, she, game, she yeah, was. game of nerd. Yeah, you're was. right. You're right. Remember, she was. Remember, she was the one getting bullied by Shayna Baszler. It was, and then she had to get Eo <laughs> and Kyrie. Anyway, and yeah, anyway, back to the point. What I'm trying to say here, guys, is future tag team champions. That's the only positives because Shawn Michaels, Book of the Year, he thinks in checkers, not chess. Dropping those bars, you you like Joe Gacy out here in the streets, all right? All right. Don't compare me. To, I love I love, I love e, Joe Gacy. Tete e Gacy, there you go. I love I love Joe Gacy. <laughs> I do love Joe Gacy. It's just that I don't know if creative, who's never seen Joe Gacy's character, went uh, just turned up the evil a little bit more. He had a hint of evil, which made it compelling. Now it's like all subtleties out the window. It's went from flirting, not outrightly saying, you know sexual content that's why it feels like with joe gacy instead of hinting and flirting he's now i'm gonna tear off your clothes no joe he used to be a little bit much more subtle with it he's not subtle with evilness he even said it no, even way barrett no. said actually i, I, I was gonna it. i was gonna say when we get to the main event they they've went full on bray wyatt even with his offense uh but we'll get to that before we got to the main event we had viking raiders going up against the creed brothers uh viking raiders came out hot uh hit the, all their double team moves they hit the viking experience on julius for a new a near fall early it's all raiders early on in this one with ivar hits a big splash off the apron on on Brutus before we go to commercial. The Crees get an advantage with a double-team powerbomb, but Eric hits his full Nelson into a knee to the back of the head on Julius for a two-count. Raiders lay out Julius on the floor, and Ivar hits a Tiger Driver 98 on Brutus for a near fall in the ring. Ivar powerbombs Eric on top of Brutus and then uh, Ivar hits a top rope splash for a two count. Julius catches Ivar on the top rope by leaping up Shelton Benjamin style, and he hits a superplex. Uh, that gets the crowd into it. This is awesome chance. He goes for the sliding lariat, but Ivar catches him with a spinning heel kick. Raiders hit their double team back suplex into a leg drop. Uh, that used to, I believe it used to be called the War Machine or something like that back in ROH days. But Brutus breaks up the pin. Eric and Julius are fighting in the ring after Brutus uh, tackles Ivar out of the ring while the referee is distracted with Brutus and Ivar out of the ring. Roderick Strong comes out of the crowd wearing a hoodie, nails Eric with a running knee strike behind the breast back, and then Julius follows with the sliding lariat for the win. I thought that this was a fun, hard-hitting, hoss type of battle of two tag teams. And then post-match, we got the Creeds aren't pleased with Roddy getting involved at all after they see the replay. What did you think of the match and what do you think about the growing tension between the creeds and roger strong in short i hate it 
but in full about the match. Um, Creed Brothers got better singlets. It's kind of like the evolution of singlets has been incredible. The Creed Brothers without Malcolm Bivens, you talk about losing your soul. It's like pizza toppings. It's like pizza bases. It's like a pizza base without pizza toppings. Ivy Nile, Malcolm Bivens, like, dynamic was incredible. Now when Ivy Nile comes out, where's a hype man? I'm saying Mr. Stone potentially taking over, Diamond Mine, does not appeal to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that that's the actual rumor, but I'm thinking who else, if they can't trust Roderick Strong to do the heavy lifting, to emote and to verbalize, you know, verbiage, the word salads that WWE likes to provide. Um, the match was okay. I didn't think they had that much chemistry. I feel like the 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 third, the, the last stretch of the match, when they start pulling out the big tag team moves and the superplex and the, the leg drop, um, back suplex combos, that was good. But it felt like because of the ad breaks, they were kind of like plodding along because i feel like the match in a snapshot if you did like a 20 second highlight of the match it looks incredible as a match as a whole i because the creed brothers had a great performance in that turmoil so you know the creed brothers can go but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like like that creed brother where the straps are down they're beating it's not each other it felt like a first match of three this is just we're we're testing it out but it was on their spring breaking show so they had all that time to do well but for me it wasn't as great as it could have been i was kind of a bit bored to be honest i'm gonna like when the viking raiders were wrestling i was like yeah okay guys but when the creed bros are wrestling the creed bros are scary they're like a car crash a bit because they're so strong they're sometimes a bit reckless with their movements they'll do a move in their mind it looks cool but i'm like these are wrestlers not a log of tree like you guys like to train on so be more careful with it so yeah I think the Krees are just better against like the smaller tag teams. And I would say the same thing about the Viking Raiders, but I've actually, I've actually seen them have a great type of like hoss battle of tag teams when they verse the pretty boy killers of Keith Lee and Shane Taylor back in the ROH days. Those are the type of matches that this match probably wanted to be, but I thought it was fun for the most part. They, we got a lot of athleticism from Julius in this one. He played the baby face in peril. We got uh, Ivar, you know doing his big moves the splash off the apron the splash off the top rope so i enjoyed it but i understand if you if you didn't as much as i did uh i think the the final stretch of the match was good that was the best part because you know it's like it's time to go home so they're gonna it's gonna up up the momentum it's gonna make it more fast paced but when it was slowed down the action for me wasn't that interesting to be honest i felt like both tag teams i've seen them in better matches so that's why I was a bit disappointed that they couldn't have that chemistry together. It was almost like, you know, Head Shrinkers and Steiner Brothers, WrestleMania 9. Could have been better, but it was great in little... Small doses. Yeah. Small doses. It's, it's fine. Yeah. What do you think about Roderick Strong uh, requesting his release from WWE that was reported by Sean Rossap of Fightful Select, I believe, uh, the day before yesterday? So what do you think about that news? Um, I... I'm not shocked. I mean, you and I have been talking about how Roderick Strong have not had a great win-loss record in 2022. In terms of match quality, he's proven he's arguably the, the best wrestler in NXT. I don't know. A lot of people are going to say, this guy's better, this guy's better. Roderick Strong will knee you in a flipping face. Roderick Strong will chop your chest and you would have it for four or five weeks. Ask Brian Danielson, he would defend with welts. Like, Roderick Strong, when he wrestles, he wrestles like his family's in peril. Like, if he doesn't win this match, everything goes to, goes you know, booty up. But, yeah, he wants to go to AEW. Like how WWE wants FTR, they just want to keep great wrestlers that can help AEW do well. They don't care for him. They're like, aren't you 40 yet? No, I'm 39. Uh, 
Aren't you 40 yet? You're done. You know what I'm saying? They look, they look at their watch, they're like, nah, you're 40. You're 40. Yeah. Now. He goes, nah, I was born in 1982. Oh, Few months. Well, Chris Lindsay, you go be a trainer. They're trying to make him to a trainer. You can, you can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to put him out to pasture. But he's like, my wife is there. My friends are there. They're doing a cool, you know, um, storyline that's brewing. Let me go over there. Because you saw how Bobby Fish got treated it as soon as he got to AEW. Some people were confused because he was treated like a jabroni when he came back to NXT. He's like, Bob Fish getting pushed. I'm like, that's former ROH television champion. Roderick Strong is former Mr. ROH. He was the man who embodied everything. Yeah, so he is a square, wait, with square square in a circle peg or circle in a square peg. Yeah, he's a circle in a square peg. He is a professional wrestler. Get his professional wrestling ass out of there. Get him off the sports entertainment entertainment show immediately. He yeah. does not sports entertain, but I love I love the fact he doesn't. People make fun of the fact that, oh, sorry, not... Real life, you ain't gonna have every, you're not gonna meet a lot of people with charisma. You're gonna meet some people who's kind of straight, straightforward. And I like the fact that Roddy's straight going and who's knee in the face is the leaping <laughs> and he chop you and you break your back. He's the messiah of the backbreaker. Show some respect. I want him to go to AEW because I want the best Roddy. He's almost in the twilight of his career, not yet, but he's almost. So I wanted to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Free Finn Balor, free Roderick Strong. The reason why I want Roddy to go to AEW, to leave WWE, is not just because he's a great wrestler, because he is, and I've been a fan of his since, like, 2005, 2004, when I discovered Ring of Honor. I want to see Roddy because it fills in the Undisputed Elite. You can have Adam Cole, the Red Dragon, and Roderick Strong. They can turn on the Yum Bucks. Then we'll have the return of Kenny Omega, and then they they it's the perfect setup for Blood and Guts, and then Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks got to fill in that fourth spot with who? Reuniting with Hangman Adam Page. So we have the OG Elite versus the Undisputed Elite. That is money. I need that in my life. I need that in my veins. And especially if Roddy is on an NXT contract at 30 days, a month goes by very fast. It could come just in, he could get released just in time for Blood and Guts in the summer. And we can have OG Elite versus Undisputed Elite. The Elite deserve their Blood and Guts. They got denied it the first time. The first Blood and Guts was supposed to be Undisputed. I mean, uh, the Elite versus Red Dragon. We never got that. I mean, no, excuse me. The Elite versus Inner Circle. Inner Circle got their Blood and Guts against the Pinnacle. Now the Elite needs theirs. SP should know because he's like bullet club adjacent too sweet i'm bullet club affiliated i'm gang affiliated him and jay white over there chucking it up on twitter look at those two besties get them off the screen that's my friend the catalyst the catalyst of professional wrestling you welcome um we had a couple of backstage segments before we got to the main event. Well, we followed up with the sit-down meeting. We go back to the setting for the sit-down meeting where Santos Escobar is waiting for AJ Galanti uh, after he sees off Tony D and the mob. Santos says, if Tony uh, if Tony uh, loses Galanti, then he will be in a bad position. So he knees him in the gut, and then he kidnaps him along with Legato Del Fantasma. I thought that this was so outrageous, but I loved it. 
In what way? Because I put it in my notes. LDF going back to the roots of kidnapping people in vans. Exactly. That's what I was like. Yes. Yes. Go back to your roots. Yeah. Go back to your roots. Go back to your roots of kidnapping people because that's how Cruz del Toro and uh, Joaquin Wilde joined Legado del Fantasma to begin. I want to see the secret footage when Electra got uh, indoctrinated the same way. She got kidnapped from a wrestling school, maybe, and put into a van. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, we also had Alba Fire vignette. Uh, she will debut next week under her new name the artist formerly known as Kaylee Ray and then we went backstage where the doctor tells Brooks Jensen he will have a short recovery time and the docs asks Jensen why is his right hand so much stronger than his left masturbation joke <laughs> yeah. and apparently he will have six to eight weeks of recovery time the thing is if they were going to do that joke where was the reaction when he had to realize he can't use his right hand? That's I thought that was the punchline. He got eight weeks of not using his right hand. I feel like the, the delivery of the line was so hokey, so bad that even American soap operas would be like, nah, it's not for me. Because what doctor says, yeah, why is your hand, your right hand, stronger than your other? It's like, dude, he's right-handed. And oh, yeah, that's what it is. It, 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 was, it was bad, man. Whoever wrote that, you know, Shawn Michaels is a busy man. Being book of the year, you know, you have to look at things at all angles. Sometimes there's a minor oversight or undersight. So, yeah, Sean, fire whoever did that segment. Horrible. That was Super so kick him. Stan. So Super kick Stan. So bad. Uh, but finally, we had our main event of NXT Spring Breaking, Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. Uh, the entrances, Joe Gacy, it turns the picture into black and white. And uh, before Braun Breaker comes out, he turns the color back on. Uh, he's wearing the same singlet that his father wore on the first Monday Night Raw in 1993. A nice tidbit by the commentators for once there. Uh <laughs> We got Breaker uh, chasing Gacy early on and tells Joe that he will pay for what he did to his family while Gacy says, I did this for you. Uh, Braun has control during the early portion until action spills to the floor where Gacy does a swing on the apron and hits a lariat. Back from great, back from break, uh, Gacy does his own version of the Bray Wyatt cat crab pose on the top rope and all of his offense, like Gacy used to do some athleticism even know he's doing this gimmick but all of his offense was very much like Bray Wyatt he did like power moves and stuff like that he does like an Alabama slam he does a reverse DDT he um it's like we I was like I was like thrown off by this a lot uh he does a sit out power bomb uh, Breaker hits a second rope bulldog shades of his father, as well as the uh, Frankensteiner and a belly to belly for a near fall. Gacy does in the in the end, he misses his handspring lariat and Breaker follows up by catching him with the spear for the win. I thought that there was too many miscues here. It was a, like a lot of off timing, but otherwise, you know, the finish and stuff was solid. This was just fine. It was just there kind of as the main event. And then post-match, we ended the show with Breakers celebrating. And then we see two Druids who are in the crowd during the early portion of this match. They get up on the apron and they're wearing red masks. And then we cut to black. So we think that's a cliffhanger, but the last time we got a cliffhanger with this very same storyline, they just followed it up the next week by saying, oh, nothing happened. We returned Rick Steiner back home. He's fine. This match, I guess, further confirmed that Brom Breaker needs at least another few months of seasoning because he botched two Steiner staples. 
he botched the Frankensteiner. There's a miscue in timing there. It was more like a head scissors, you know, them little yeah. minor head scissors you do. That, that was more of a Hurricane Rana than a Frankensteiner, actually. So that's sacrilege because Scott Steiner hates the Hurricane Rana. He does. Yes, he does. <laughs> and there was a mistiming on the belly to belly. So that was awkward. He, 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 Joe Gacy went down like his viscera or something, like, or his Mabel or like Yokozuna. It was kind of like it was awkward putting him down like he weighed more than he actually looks or whatever. But you're right. He, they've gone full on wrestle crap, full on Bray Wyatt. That kind of confirms that, you know, Bray Wyatt was wrestling under character and it wasn't using full uh, movesets. It's a shame. Unless someone went to Joe Gacy, hey, Vince likes you, you might go up to the main roster, but these are the kind of things he won't tolerate. You have to change up a little bit. So I assume they're doing closer inspection. Sang of the Thunder wasn't seen on this show. He might be on the chopping blocks. A lot of people getting fired. Apparently there's more. So maybe they're like, ah, yeah. Sanger. You know, I'm just trying, I was running out there. But yeah, Black Scorpion was in the audience for, for some reason. It wasn't a sting match. It looked like Black Scorpion. It's Black Scorpion. All it's missing is a tiger and a fan getting turned into a tiger, whatever it was. And in the end, you had two druids dressed like characters from Gotham. Some Batman villains, some Red Mask or Red Death or whatever it was. But yeah, it, the match was okay. It was a bit of a shame because it's the main event. And like you said, the best match was the opening match. And Brom Breaker's still got a lot more seasoning to do, but he's going to get there. But I don't know if I want this feud to continue. Like, I don't know if it can be salvaged because this feud is the reason why even more people saying NXT 2.0's work. Like, it's NXT 2.0 had its charm, but whatever charm it's had, it's gone. As far as, as far as the guys, yeah, and Braun Breaker, they need to give him something new. Something new needs to go on with Braun Breaker because this whole feud did not, yeah, it did not do much for him. I guess they were trying to show more death by having the mind games be played and having the dark spooky stuff and him reacting to it, but it, it didn't work for me. It didn't work at all. But Sat, we got some mocha chats in the chamber. Let's hear from the people. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send in those mocha chats. Last call for mocha chats. Sat, what we got going on? Mocha boys for the people. Here we are. This is Rob Zilla. He says, hello, you lovely mocha boys. Yes, I think Nikita Lyons could be WWE's next big star along with Ivy Nile. Also, I know I put you on the spot last week, SP3. Your answers were lit. Cannot wait for the reboot. Would love to see you on No Rose Bard. We'll make it happen. We got, we'll we'll let, let Adam know. Let Adam know. Someone, someone message Adam and let him know I'm down to be on No Rose Bard. The next one we have Brian Bukowski. He says, Mocha for, for, for life. Always love to see the professional SP3 go up against the walking insanity that is sat. Also, shout out to NXT 2.0 for having the best women's division in terms of screen time and card placement in mainstream wrestling by sheer technicality. <laughs> I love that by sheer technicality. That's a great, great mocha chat right there. Love it. Love it so yeah, much. Yeah, Brian, the walking insanity. I may make that my new Twitter name because I am SP3 
is professional, but at the same time, he's batch brazy himself. You know it. You know it very much so. <laughs> Sonny Pan, I'm on the third. I'm on to you. Hey, I have, I have split personalities. It happens on Moon Knight, so it can happen to me. One more chat in the bank. We've got poor dude 630. He says, holy cracker jacks. My Degrassi dude made it to the main roster. Love wrestle talk. Keep it up, fellas. Thank you, Water Dude. And we'll be back with Degrassi Dudes on Friday over on Fightful Overbook. So check that out for sure if you want to talk some Degrassi with me. I got to I gotta freshen up and watch some more so I can have better answers when we get those mocha chats like that. But I know we got to run down some special name set as well. So you can do that for me. Oh, I will. I will. You get ready. These are the people that makes things. They're the man in the chair. If you watch Spider-Man, you know, you got the man in the towel and the man in the chair. These are people in the chair. Shout out to our mod team. We love you. Shout out to Amanda. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Chris P. Shout out to Gregory, shout out to John, shout out to Les, shout out to Nad, shout out to Rob, and of course, shout out to the hardest working woman, one of the hardest working women in Wrestle Talk, Mod Mother Jenna, I love you. Mod Mother and the team, we love you guys. Mod, you guys rock. You guys make the, the chat clean. You guys get rid of any trolls because they, they, they got keyboard warriors in there, but these mods, they whoop the booty. Booty, booty, booty. Yes, we appreciate our mod team so, so much. They are so great. So they do their job so, so well. The BWO, the Blue Wrench Order in full effect. We love you all. And that has been all, as you hear. My daughter in the background, she's ready for me to be out. It's about that time. But let's put our thumbs in the middle, Sat. You know, the thumb wars that we usually do. Thumbs up or thumbs down for NXT spring breaking in three, two, one. I'm going to go thumbs up. I thought it was a, a six and a half out of 10 show. I thought it wasn't that bad. I thought it was just, I, I, I grade this on a curve. It's like if all the, all the kids in the class is doing like 65s. So there's kids that do 65, they get a hundred because you grade it on a curve. I grade NXT on a curve. So a 6.5 out of 10. You, you agenda shipped. Because you realize the future is Gacy. You're like, oh, if Gacy gets more screen time, I get to read more of the promos. Yay, me. Boo, me. There's going to be more sock activity if you do that promo again. So, yeah, the match is 6 out of 10. Uh, um, Nikita Lyons has improved in the ring. Carmelo Hayes is ready to be world champion because if Bron Breaker has another performance like that in the next show, I'm sorry, give the title to someone else. I want Carmelo Hayes to be the next challenger. That's how you get some quality matches out of Braun Breaker. So yes, Sat, 
we we talked about NXT 2.0. We talked about Nikita Lions, the the, the our, our our very own American Cream, Busty Rhodes, Yam Yam Bigelow herself, Squirt uh, Hennig. <laughs> Squirt Hennig. Oh my God, that's a new one. I love it. I love it. We got a new one every week. But uh, yes, it was a fun episode of NXT Spring Breaking. But I had even more fun. Uh, talking and chopping it up with you in person, visiting the Russell Talk office. I'm getting used to this UK time time zone. It's it's weird, but I'm getting used to it. Question: Which time zone is better? I'm putting you in the spot. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna always say American because I've lived 33 years of my life uh, in the American and the Eastern time zone. I've I've been in Pacific time zone. That's just weird. Everything's three hours behind for me. But I've been in the Eastern time zone for for my entire life. So gotta go there. I'm sorry. Buddhist man, of all the places your partner could have bought a place and you do your stuff, whatever. You chose the UK for a reason. It wasn't your precious East Coast, East Side, bunch of Delerics. I'm kidding. I love you guys. Don't hurt me. I'll hurt Della, you. Della, like, you, you, you told me you're biased against uh of uh America, but don't worry. You're gonna be you're gonna be fine. We're gonna we're gonna get you over to America. It's okay. gonna be like a wrestling show. Or Let something. me clear this up. I am biased against America with free K's, if you know what I mean. Braun Breaker? Oh no. Oh no. He's against Braun Breaker, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right. Braun is going to be okay. And he survived Joe Gacy. But that is all for our NXT 2.0 post show. We'll talk more about this. We'll talk more about NXT next Wednesday. So join us there. Thank you for being a member. Thank you for being a Patreon backer. He's Sadie. I'm SP3. And this has been Mocha 2.0. We're out of time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.